Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You know, two weeks ago, last week, we were talking so highly about the Miami Hurricanes and them being in one, me being at one of the most exciting games I'd ever been on, been in at the University of Miami. But this weekend was almost just the opposite. You know, you go into Virginia against a team that's not ranked and a team that you should win easily. I'll say it like I mean it. Win easily. And it didn't happen. You know, it's just it was so disappointing to see the Miami Hurricanes play to a level that you just didn't expect them to play at. You know, I, I and, and I sometimes get so consumed that the Miami Hurricanes teams that I was a part of, the teams that I played on, and the teams that I watched in the eighties and the early nineties and some of them in the two thousand, into the two thousand. And it's just not happening like that. And um and I really think that Miami has a lot of talent on this team. But do they have what it takes to to put them in the category of these teams from the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s? And it's really, you know, it's it's a big question mark for a lot of um of uh, Hurricane fans. And um it's just really concerning, I know, because we just expect a lot. And the CR coach, you know, um, pull a young freshman quarterback. Yeah, he made some mistakes. Uh, he, too, too, he threw two early interceptions in this game. But I, I just don't know if it was just the right time to, to pull, um, pull Nikosi Perry uh, so early in this game. But, um, guys, tonight we have a guest on our show and a uh, um, a, a person I trust dearly about the state of the hurricane football. And we're actually not only just going to talk about Miami hurricane football and the Miami Dolphins football, but we're going to get down to the root of some real football in the state of Florida. Some of the best high school football that's played in the United States. Uh, matter of fact, Florida is now ranked, I think, number three behind Texas and California for players um, in the NFL. But, Tonight on our show is Tobert Bain. Tobert Bain is a member of two national championship teams at the University of Miami, the 1983 national championship team and the 1987 national championship team. Tobert Bain, welcome to the Sports Info UM show on voiceamerica.com. How's it going, Tobert? Good evening, Ollie. What's going on? Hey, man, I'm loving this life I got, man, every second of it. And yourself? I, I had a bad weekend. Northwestern loss, UM loss. Yeah, well, hey. both, both of my schools are better than they actually showed on Friday and Saturday. But hey, that's part comes with the game. Yeah, that does come with the game. And uh, you know, let's get right to it, Toby. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this Miami Hurricane football. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really a little bit disappointed in the office that we're running down there in Miami. And I say that because, you know, I, I played in some of the most high power offices. I think 
ever came through the University of Miami with Vinny Testaverde at quarterback and um and um Barney. and Bernie Kozar at quarterback. You know, and 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 not to take anything away, because um, um, Jim Kelly was the quarterback when I got there my very first year at the University of Miami, and to see us right. going from a, a a trip set that we ran in college, where we would take a fullback out of the game, or maybe put a halfback at a trip, or maybe bring another receiver in for trips, and have a one back set, and and still run a sprint draw and running running the ball, and I really have a problem with Miami's offense now where they bring the running back up beside the quarterback in a shotgun where he's only about four yards from the ball. He can't see enough to be an effective running back in any offense as far as I'm concerned. So I, I, I really don't like that. I like, I'd love to see us put our running back behind our quarterback, even if it's in a pistol set or what I'd really love to see is for us to have two backs in the backfield and using the fullback to get in the flat, um, block the defensive end, block some linebackers. I just, I'm just not satisfied with it. What's your opinion and how the, how the feel of the fans down in Miami? Well, everyone I've spoken to is the same way you are, very disappointed that our defense is one of the best in the country. They gave them 16 points and we lose a game. We, you know, we are University of Miami. I know we're not where we will be in a year or two, but we still, that's a Virginia team. They're not ready yet. We're not supposed to lose to them. And that offense, to me, is too predictable, and I don't think it's quarterback-friendly. When I say quarterback-friendly, I don't see a lot of at times, I don't see a lot of outlet throws. You know, when we played, it was always an outlet. That's not open. That's not open. You can drop it off right here like we did the later part of the game when we drove down and scored the touchdown. And as you said about the fullback in, remember the fullback caught two passes on that drive. And that was – that helped. But I just think it's too predictable when you jump that running back next to the quarterback. Like you say, I, it's not a lot you can do out of that. That's my theory, my opinion, mine only. And I don't think we do a good enough job getting Jeff Thomas the football. He's one of the most explosive guys in college football, and we're not letting him be seen. I couldn't agree with you more, um, Tobit. And, um, and, and and you're right. When we do put our fullback in the game, um, Gray, he appears to be very effective. He's a big running back. Um, and, and when you see him and talk to him, let him know. I'm a little disappointed. He broke through the hole and tripped and fell down. I thought that was an opportunity for him to hit his head against the goalpost. Let him know. I'm a big fan of his. I've been a fan of his since he got the U.M. But um, I, I really think we we got to use him more. He's a big bruising running back, fullback. And and it's going to be a shame to someday see that young man in the NFL on somebody's roster. And we're going to say, where did he come from? And that's just not and, – and, and he's an effective running back. I'm telling you. And, and, and Arlie, to me, the style of offense we're running, you know, if you pay attention to Alabama, Nick reinvented what he wants on offense. 
you know, Nick wanted to be a bruiser. He wanted to pound, pound, pound. But he's got a, the best quarterback in the country, and he has a stable, a fast receiver, and they're getting them the ball where they can do that. October, I think we have a stable of fast receivers with size on them, too. Uh, I think we have a good enough running attack to be competitive with anybody in the country. And I really think our offensive line is not that bad. Yeah, our offensive line is not where we want it to be. But I I think we could help them out also if we would run that double tight set because you played the game. If you're in a double tight, no defense you go against is going to be comfortable because that's not their base defense. They have to do something to adjust to what you're doing. And that would also help those tackles if you're in a double tight set. Uh, that's what I've seen, and i watched it on any level. Somebody that runs double tight and runs it correctly, they're, they're effective on offense. I, I agree with you, Toba. And, you know, and – um. You know, I, I look at our offense, and it's it's kind of disappointing. And I and and this is from my perspective, but when I when I see us not putting our quarterback in positions where he has an opportunity to run or pass, and I'm not talking about an option run or pass, I'm talking about when he's bootlegging, rolling out, having a fullback in the flat, maybe a, a tight end running a corner route. A, a receiver running a takeoff and somebody on the backside running a post. I just don't see these kind of things. And when we start talking about check downs, you know, um, so many running backs have come through the University of Miami and caught a three-yard pass and turned it into a 50-yard pass or 40-yard pass or 20-yard pass in any game in the past. And I just don't see us using these these positions effectively. And I know you watched the game as I did. They were in quarters the majority of the time. And in quarters, it's designed for you not to throw no deep pass. So, like you just said, get the ball into those guys and run some crossing routes, shallow crossing, and let them run. And they, we have good enough athletes that they can make a guy miss. I was talking with Albert Bentley when we played Florida State, and he said to him, it's just the offense is too safe. We have no creativity. We don't have no shuffle pass, no counter reverses, nothing, just vanilla. Too safe. And and a lot of us, um, true Hurricane fans and people that have played the game, we've been waiting on this offense to open up. We've been wanting it to expand. It just hasn't happened, and uh, and 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 I, I, you know, I guess we could criticize Coach Brown. He's the offense coordinator, but I'm not so sure that um, that I, I, that this this falls on him. Uh, I just think we should be doing a lot more, making our offense a whole lot more complicated than it is. It's a little bit too simple. When we played on Miami, we loved teams that came with a, a just a, like a vanilla offense. They're easier to defend. Because it's almost going to run through the form. On certain areas of the field, they're going to run certain plays. And when they're in this alignment, this was coming. And that's who we are offense. And, you know, and, and, and 
some of the things that I carried over from being a player to when I did coach high school football is that I wanted to be in a whole lot of formations. Even when we were in the same play, I still wanted people to move on my command. If I move, I want you to move. I want to see what you're going to do. Even I knew what I was going to run pretty much the same place, but I had motion and, and formation shifts. We just don't seem to have a lot of this, man, and that's why I really think the, um, the simplicity of this offense has really um, pretty much, I, I, I could say, lost two games. Definitely when we can only score 13 points against a Virginia team that we should have been able to just line up and run the ball, just beat them. It, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm a little, still a little disappointed, and I'll get over this too eventually. Uh, we we still have a long season, and um, people might think it's far-fetched, but we can get to the ACC championship game, and if we get everything, we have a legitimate shot with Clemson not having Kelly Bryant anymore. That played in our favor because that quarterback, he may run a little bit, but you don't, you're not going to be prepared for him to run. You're going to prepare for him to throw the ball. Kelly Bryant makes you have to get some prepare for a bunch of different aspects of that offense. That offense is not built for no drop-back passer. So that brought them closer to the pack with that move. Yeah. And, and, um, and you know, Tobit, I guess one of the things that uh, I, that took me for uh, a loop in this game on Saturday was it was early to, it was early to me that Virginia's quarterback was the best running back on their team. I mean, he ran the yeah. ball more than anybody. And if we couldn't determine that that this guy is the only running back they have, his hand was hurt, he could not throw the ball. It's, I don't, I, I, that, to me, is like watching the game from, from television, I saw that this kid couldn't hurt you with his arm, and all he could do was run the ball. No, but if you a lot of those runs he had, Ollie, it was designed pass. Nobody was open, and he made move with the ball. So it wasn't like it was just a straight up he finna run the ball. That wasn't the case on several of them, and that and that was just most defenses a quarterback that's mobile when it everybody's dropped off. And everybody's open. He's gonna get a jump on the D line, and the linebackers got to come back up. So that's what a bunch of those yards came from. It wasn't like they were lining up to run the quarterback lead, like Clemson had that play for Kelly Bryant. That wasn't the case. He just would find a hole and hit up in there, and you know that defense play gave up 16 points. They had and- one real drive, and we not supposed to lose. Not in Miami. Not, 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 a, in, not Virginia. in Virginia. <laughs> not in Virginia. If our oh, defense yeah. gives us 16 points, we're supposed to be able to win the game. If our defense gives us 16 points, we should definitely score 21. As a, that's what our question. You know, we should go 21 when we, we line three, up on the field. We tied three turnovers and got three points. Yep. I hear you, baby. And, uh, and, I, and, 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 I, I would agree with you. Hey, uh, we got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I'm just sitting here listening to both of y'all. What's up, man? How you doing? 
Where's y'all Thursday night? Uh, I, 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 I ain't finna sugarcoat nothing. We ain't ready, man. We ain't ready. We ain't no good. We, 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 uh, uh, Virginia exposed everything. You know, to let us know, man, we, we not there. And, and, and we got, we got to tighten up, man. And, and I'm going to tell you what really pisses me off more than anything, man. When I sit there and watch other games and I look at these, uh, players and they say from Miami, Florida, and these are players that are standing out at other schools, I get pissed off when they let them get out the backyard. These are guys yeah, that we can't because they come from right out our backyard. And yeah, I don't man, know, we can't cheat everybody. We got to tighten up on the school now. And I'm going to give you one example who I'm talking about. I'm looking at a corner play for Texas. And they say he's right out of Miami. And he yeah, out there bowling. Number 18. I can't think of that. He played at Booger T. Yeah, see? Now, look at her. Right there. Uh, that's a 15 minute drive with no traffic. <laughs> Reggie, we can't and, get them all. And, and, and I'm not sure. And, and the office is alive, man. We can't get them all. Everybody don't want to go to Miami. I wish we could yeah. get them all and keep all the talk guys. Yeah, but. We're not yeah, doing bad hey, on what we do. A lot of guys that didn't want to go, but some kind of way they they, they, they talk to it. You're right. You can't force a guy to go somewhere, but I think we need to start doing a little something to get these guys to, to change their minds, man. I, I don't know. It, it's hard. But it, this, this and, is and right. Reggie, we we're not far as you think. We're not far as you think. We got to get them to play a little better, man. Listen, and the offensive line, where is our team again? Huh? Where is Coach Keogh? Is he still coaching Coach Keogh? No, he's not no, with he's the program, Reggie. No, he's well, not with the program. Listen, you got to remember, Coach Rick still getting his guys in there. Some of them are still left over from Al Golden's tenure. Yeah. And everybody, every true freshman ain't ready to play right now. That's for sure. So it, takes yeah. it took me, I had to be red shirt. Then when I got my first start with you. After Rodney and, and Rodney left, you don't want to talk yeah. me what to do. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember, of course I remember that. But when you stepped okay. in, you stepped in. But was I That's ready to play? Was I ready to play? Was I ready to play? Was I ready to play? Hey, 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 hey but I, okay, I put it like this, there. If them boys, if they ain't ready to play, don't put them. Give me somebody ready to play. Hey, Reggie, we got to play with what we got. Hey, guys, we gonna got we got to take a quick commercial break is what we really got to do. And when we get back on the other side, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about this, Reggie, what's going on down there in Miami. And Tova going to give us a pulse of what's really happening in the world of football in the city of Miami, that city that never stops. We'll be back right after these messages with more sports information. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking public land elk hunting, calling tips, locating the secret spots bulls love, calipers that fill the freezer, ammunition that performs, and more. Joining us is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, and Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Jim and Trav's Elk Quest 2018 is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's hunt. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Reggie Sutton and we got we got Tobin online. Tobin Bain, both of these guys former University of Miami. Hey, now, 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 Tober and Reggie, Howard Snellenberger had a two-back offense in his foster. Um, Craig Erickson came back, came in, and he put in a spread offense with a one-back offense. Then we had Bush Davis. He came in with he he used it all. He used a two-back, the one-back, the no-back. He did it all. And and Coach Coker didn't change anything that Butch Davis had in his arsenal on offense. Matter of fact, Coach Coker was Butch Davis's offense coordinator. Look at the offense that we run now. It 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 it, it pales to compare to anything those cats ran, those coaches ran with their offense and the effectiveness of their offense as well. So how you feel about that, Toby? Like I say, we gotta find a we got one of the most explosive kids in college football, and I don't even think he was targeted over two or three times the other night. You watched Kansas City last night. I know it's a different round, that's the pose. But that kid with that speed, number 10, they get him in position to make plays and then use his speed. We're not allowing a kid to use his speed. And you can't always just throw bombs to him. Get him the ball. I agree with you, Tobin. I just, uh, I just, like you say, that often when he slipped next to the quarterback, he's four yards away from the line, and you play running back. I played Lily, but you a running back wants to see where he's going. And as the line movement, as he's getting to the line, hole may open up two holes over, three holes to the right or the left. It, you got to, that's my theory. Like you said, if we keep him in a pistol, we might have, I don't know, man. I'm confused. I, I am too. I am too. Reggie, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. We got it. Go, go yeah. ahead. What you feel? How you feel about this, Reggie? Before we get out of here, we got a couple more callers on the hold. Okay. First of all, I want to say I know I I don't want to hear all this 
excuse, Coach. I'm going to tell you like this here, and, 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 and not bragging. I played a lot of different positions, man. And my thing was this here. I don't care who you got in front of me. I'm going. My, my job is to be better than the man in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I felt like I was a better athlete than a person that was, that no matter where I played, I, want, I say, I'm, I'm getting ready to do it. Right. And I think we need to get more guys in there that have that type of mentality, man. That, hey, I don't care what play you call or, or who you put in front of me, this joke ain't finna be. And that's, that's, those are the type of athletes we have to get. And I'm going to tell you, you Eddie Brown was like that, too. Ed, I, I agree. Ed was like that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we got to get better athletes. We got to get better athletes. was like that. That was our mentality. That was our mentality. Hey, Reggie, we got to let you get out of here. We got some other people. Right. Reggie, we got to let you get out of here. We got some. We got to let you get out of here. We got some other people on hold, man, trying to get in. All right, Reggie. Much love. Peace. All right. All right. Hey, we got we got Red on on the line, um, Josh. Red, what's happening? Red, you still with us? I guess I guess we lost Red. Uh, Red, what's happening? Red, I guess we lost. All right, we got Dave on the line. Dave, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? What's going on, Dave? Not much, man. I'm sorry I missed the show. Hey, well, hey, thanks for calling and being a part of it, man. We got Toba Bain on on with us tonight. Two-time national champion at University on, of Miami. Miami only got five. Toba got two of them. <laughs> That's good, though, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super Miami game on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you something. Um, the quarterback for uh, University of Miami, um, the, the, the new quarterback they, 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 they put in. What do you think about? What, what, do you, what do you think on him? I really think I like him a lot. Um, I was very disappointed that um, Coach Rick took him out uh, in the second quarter in the game on on. Um, I think maybe maybe it took him out in the third quarter in the in the beginning of the third quarter. But I was very disappointed. I think that was his game to lose. Um, I think he had a shot at, at doing some things. I think he has a, a very explosive arm. I think he could run the ball. And um, this kid was a third-rated quarterback behind Alabama's quarterback coming out of college. So um, I think he has a lot. And I just think we have to find ways to, to bring the best out of him. I don't think we're doing that right now in Miami. Well, he's he definitely got potential. Um, I mean, congratulations on your victory against uh, us. But, you know, it's it was a good game. And he, he showed poise and, you know, he showed potential in that in that game. Yeah, he I did. Didn't right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's one thing. And now, before I let you get out of here, Damon, because I got a little bad connection there. What's up with your boy, um, um, Francois, is 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 he gonna be able to come back next year and play for Florida State, or he just go forgo his last season at FSU and go somewhere else and play? I'm um, I'm still reading up on that, but my take is they should have put Blackman in um, a few games ago so he can get his reps in because 
he's proven that he can run offense as well. But, you know, Francois, he's, uh, I don't know, he's sort of skittish. Hey. This is an injury last year. Yeah. Hey, Dan, we're going to have to let you get out of here. But um, check this out. All those, all those, all those contact he's had in the last couple of years, it's a reason why he's a little skittish. It's a reason for that. Hey, man, thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Tobe, you know, um, before we um, before we let you get out of here, I know I know you got to get out of here because we done had you on long enough. 30 minutes is too much of your time. I appreciate all of your time. But before we let you get out of here, Tobe, you know, um, Miami has, has has a history of super wide receivers. And, and right now, we lost one of the, probably the premier wide receivers in Richardson. <laughs> Still, mere guys, um, Cager, um, um, the kid, the kid number eight. I, he's just come from out of nowhere and seemed to be playing at a high level. Um, what you feel about these young guys at wide receiver? And, and it looked like we're going to be getting one of the number one receivers in the nation um, this year too. They young, full of potential, but as um, Pope, um, that's Wigan, and the young kid from IMG, number seven. You'll see more dividends out of them next season. Because Jeff Thomas had ups and downs as a true freshman. But he's the guy we got to have to get the ball to. Reverend Jordan is ready. That tight end, the other tight end, Mallory. They're ready. We have to involve them in the offense. And I would love to see Langham get more reps because when he they, when we throw him the ball, he catches the ball. I've never understood that either. When we throw him the ball, he catches the ball. Whether big plays, short plays, he catches the ball. And we can't find a way to keep, uh, keep the ball, get the ball to him. Just doesn't make sense. And then, like like Saturday night, they was in quarters, as I said. We ran, what, one double screen? That's our, one of our bread and butter plays. But when you run it, I would love to see Cage and Langham on the same side, get the ball to Jeff Thomas, let them set that edge, and let them make something happen. I Not agree with you. Receiver. They are better receivers, and they're going to block. They're physical. They're big physical guys. Let them be out there for Jeff and get that ball to Jeff, and let him let them block somebody and let them make somebody miss. I, I I couldn't agree with you more, Toba. And um and 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 the, and the young kid um number seven, the the one the kid from IMG, um Brian Hightower. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's another one of those six three two hundred pound receivers. Yeah, a, yeah that, big physical receiver. I didn't see him at all the other night. I don't know if he's hurt or what, but I didn't see him. Now the kid D Wiggins, um, he he just really impresses me all the time. Though, I mean, this kid is, is he had good hands, he runs fluently. I like his game a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he's pretty good. He looks like he's gonna be a, 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 a um a great one. But I would like to see him when that ball is thrown, 
Uh, every guy I played with, Ed Brown, Stanley Shakespeare, John Montana, Mike Irvin, Brian Blade, Brett Perryman, Willie Smith, Glenn Dennison, they attacked that football in the air. It was their football. At times, the youngest shows, and he don't fight for that ball. Those guys I named, and you know what all they did, they were going to fight for that ball. And that's what made us better because we went at it every damn practice in that manner. That is my football. And we right. had to, we was going to compete to get it. Yep, that's how it was. Every time that ball was in the air, not just when it's a nice throw or a perfect throw him, and that ball all taller than it be, he had to find a way to get it. Yep. Hey, now, Toe, before we let you get out of here, man, um, what's, what's happening with, in your opinion, um, with the future of football in Miami? And I'm not just talking about, um, I'm not just talking about UM and Miami Dolphins. I'm talking about from the peewee football that we're seeing on television now to the high school football. And are we going to see more college football in Miami? We now have FIU, FAU, Miami Hurricanes. Are we going to see more college football down in Miami? And what's the state of high school football? Yeah, because... Um like Butch is over there at FIU, he has a six former Canes over there with him, and he's going to do a great job of building it. We have Lane Kiffin and all, that's vocal, but he's doing the same thing at FAU, and the Little League scene, that's just crazy. Those, they, they rank those teams in the nation there also. And um, like out in Miami and in um, Delray, with, they had an 11 under game the other night. The car was jam packed. The car was jam packed, and um, the Chiefs put on the show. Came down, I think they were like the number two and three teams in the country rated. I don't know how it's what determines the rating, but um, South Florida football probably is, it is. It's not probably it's the best football in the country, bar none. And I think we have per capita or whatever they call it. We have more out of that that area in the NFL than any one area in the in the country. Yeah, that's what I'm and talking about. And it's just about. getting better. That's what I'm talking about. Hey man, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Don't be a stranger, right, man. We here every me, man. Monday night. No. All right. No problem. Much love, problem. my brother. I enjoy Peace. All right. Always. Thank you. All right. Yep. Hey, um, that was Toba Bain, ladies and gentlemen two-time national champion, champion at the University of Miami, um, played at Northwestern High School in Miami, Florida, and just all around great guy, man. I mean, anything you want to know about what's going on in Miami, Tobit is a person to get in contact with. And if you want to know anything about sports, especially track and football, Toba Bain is the man to find. And you can find him on the internet. He ain't hard to find. Hey, but um, we got Red on the line, Josh. Red, what's happening? Yeah, Vince. Vince, what's going on, man? I was, what's what's, what's happening in the world of of uh of Vince at Fort Lickerdale? Oh, I mean, excuse me, Fort Lauderdale. What's happening, Vince? How you doing? I just down the road from the boys. I know you right down, down the road, road from the boys. I hear them over there talking. I heard them talking. They talking some good stuff. 
Oh, I wouldn't have nobody on here talking nothing less than some good stuff. Hey, Vince, mm-hmm. uh, the Miami Dolphins won yesterday without Tannehill. What does that say about these Miami Dolphins? They young and they 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 they, they come around with the talent. Only thing about them that they got to learn how to just um, play team ball because you know a lot of the guys in the pros they play for the money now and then when they playing for the money then they forget that they got a team effort to go win to, to get the big money and so that's what they got to do is stick keep grinding because they got a defense they got a team. They do. I'm about to you believe know, in this guy, Adam Gase, a little bit, too, now. Having faith in him letting him play. You I'm about to mean? believe in Adam Gase, really. That old garbage up there. And they finally got some young boys that got talent that, that can play. They play hard for them. And, like, their offense, all they need is somebody to give them the ball. But I guess they pay Kenny on so much money, they ain't got no trouble but to let him play but. But they ain't doing him no good. And he said every time he got the check, he's been hurt. I don't yeah, know what to say. Right. I don't like talking about their business because I don't know their business side of it. But I respect the game. You know, to talk about that part of it. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I don't know, Miss Otto. Hey, well, like you, you, you can't know everything. Like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, well, well, Vince, what, what, what? How do you feel about the Miami Hurricanes and uh, and what's going on down there in Coral Gables? They'll be all right. I give them two years. They'll be a national championship team. You know, because there's some people okay. already okay. down there talking about Mark Rick. Uh, y'all, 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 y'all. When, when y'all play, y'all ain't had no turnover chain. Y'all just was out there ready to play. You need no change to make us play. And that's the difference. They need to change to make them play. <laughs> but do motivate them. I tell you, they do because it motivate their defense. <laughs> so if they get turnover, they win games. Yeah, that's true. They got two turnovers early in the game the other day and didn't win. You hear yeah. what I mean? I, I, hear, I hear what you mean. I do. This week, they must have had no turnovers. They had two turnovers, Vince. That's what I'm saying. They had two turnovers, but that didn't that didn't determine the win or loss in the game. You know, I yeah, know. They had, yeah. So, but that, but, but um, I, I really think um, Miami yeah, just has to get a little bit more. They got to get a little more heart, like you say. You know, I, and I really what what I really mean is uh, killer instinct is what they really need. Yeah, um, they had three turnovers, three interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you just you just took it, took it and fired the ball. That's what got to happen with with that team down there. They got to give a lot of more heart. Yeah, they got to have a whole lot more. They got to play that, with more that, heart. That eighty one, yeah. eighty two. Yeah, one of the callers said earlier. Uh, hey, we gonna hey Vince, we gonna take a quick. Let's take a quick commercial break. I want you to hold through this. Anybody ever stepped on the football field? Vince, hold on through this quick commercial break. We'll be back with more Sports Info You Will on VoiceAmerica.com right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Every time I hear that intro beat, man, I just almost, I think about my homeboy Vic who created that beat. And I almost think about calling him and telling him, say, hey, man, thanks for creating that beat for the Sports Info UM radio show. Hey, guys, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, we got Vince with us still. And Vince from Fort Lauderdale talking about – he Vince, what do you think about that Tom Brady game and, uh, and, the, and the young quarterback, second-year quarterback out of Kansas City uh, last night? I think that's one of the greatest NFL games i ever seen last night. Wow. And – and I'm going to rank that in the top 10. Because it was no coaching. It was all about the team. Offense and defense. You stop me, I stop you. And I already tell you whoever had a ball last, that's who's going to win the game. I already knew that. But at the same and they time, gave though, Tom Brady the ball back with like less than two minutes. That's too much time for Tom Brady. Your defense can't hold him. For two minutes like that, no, just won't no, happen. No, no. And then I don't know how Grunt got open that far. That wide open, though. Really, you're right. He wide open to be a, one of the greatest receiver out there. I don't know how he got that far open. But one thing I will do, I will acknowledge everybody in sports history to take a look at the young boy, 23 years old, a moron for for Kansas City Chiefs. He will be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to live in the future. You think so? I the, think the, so. The guy Patrick Mahomes. That's his name. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. 
You think he's gonna be one of he 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 could be better than Tom Brady someday. He gonna be like Brady one day. He will go to the hall. Well, hey, the difference between him and Brady, he threw for 352 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. Brady threw for 340, one one touchdown, but no interception. And, you know, Brady is in a class of his own, man. I mean, really. You know, you're talking about a guy that's throwing for over 500 touchdowns. That's, That's incredible, man. Come on. You know that's that ain't that ain't nothing to be joking around with, and and, and to say Mahomes Mahomes is gonna be in that Brady category, I can't put him in there yet. He gotta give me at least five or six years before I can even talk talk about him and Brady you, you in the same why? center. You know why? The reason I put him up there right now? Why? Because he qualified for the job. Okay. All the quarterbacks out there right now, ain't none of them can touch him. I, maybe not, but he has to, he has to do a little bit more work. His body of work got to be a lot more, and I'm talking about some years before I put him in that category with um with with Tom Brady. It, it's just not going to happen. No, and, and, and let's not get it twisted now. Uh, Andy Reid is a no, no, good no, no, no. coach, I'm not but he's going to build another category. Team. I'm not no no. Listen to me. Let, let me take that right. I might tell it wrong. I'm not putting him in Brady category. The thing what I'm trying to say is that this young boy, 23 years old, you don't find a player 23 years old feel like that boy played that grown man football. Okay. No I'm gonna tell you this. How about this, Vince? Let's 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 talk about Patrick Mahone's future. Let's just talk about his future. Right now, Patrick Mahone is playing uh playing on a second year contract of his rookie contract. So he got probably about two more years on on this contract. So next year he gonna be playing for the same money. Now after next year they're gonna say, Wow man, you've done a great job. We need to give you a big contract, Patrick Mahone. So they give him one of them yep. big contracts. Four years, $138 million for four years. Is his behavior going to be the same after four years, $138 million, as it is right now, Vince? Okay, okay let me ask you a question. Take, take the, uh, that boy from Kansas City. And take uh, that boy from uh, Oklahoma, from Quinn Quarterback for the Browns. Ain't nobody knew nothing about that boy from Kansas City until he put in that Kansas City uniform. And then they had like like a uh, they had three questions for him yesterday, which I liked every question they asked him. They asked him about um, what he think about Coach Reed. He said Coach Reed is a genius. Coach Reed got rid of genes to pick him out and let him start for that Kansas City. We got rid of Alex Smith because he must be new thoughts on that young boy. And I think no doubt. he is true. You feel what no I mean? No doubt. He saw something in that young That's boy. That's what I mean. And I'm sitting there watching the game. Like, well, you know, they just that. Now, I don't like the Chiefs. I never liked the Kansas City. I don't care for Kansas City. But I'm sitting there watching the game two weeks ago. I was sitting in the house watching the game. I'm like, where's this kid from? Where's this kid? They'll say, they, they always talk about it, but they'll never say where he's from. And then finally the next day, on Sports Channel, they say he's from Texas Tech. Yeah, that's where he's from. Man, look at me. Let me tell you something. You, you got to remember, 
I'm looking at quarterbacks coming out every year, every year, every year. I don't know where they pull them out that dirt, but they got one there. Yeah, and, I, and you they might do, be right, Vince. This, this, this young man on. might be the best quarterback that's come out probably, say, in the last um, two or three years. Now, we and, yeah. and – uh, and, and we could the kid Jared Goff. He plays for the Rams. He's he's playing some pretty good football. And the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I can't think of his name right now, but he's playing some pretty good football. But this young man out of Texas Tech, his second year, he was a first round pick, Vince, tenth tenth player selected overall. So he's no slouch at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's no slouch. Well, Vince, we gotta let you get out of here, man. We only got about ten, five, a little less, a little more than uh, five minutes left. We're gonna talk about a couple other things. Anything else you want to say before you get out of here, bro? Love them caves there. Appreciate the love. That's all I got. Appreciate the love. Thanks, Vince. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. And you know, Vince is right. Um, Mahomes might be one of the best young quarterbacks to come out in a, in a very long time. Um, but it's yet to be seen. You know, um, money changes everything. And um, this young man might be a real, real humble young man. But once he get that four years and a hundred plus million dollars in his hand, it might things might change. And it maybe maybe for him it may not change because his dad was a professional baseball player, and you know maybe he's been around money his whole life, and and it may not be a big deal for him. But you just never know. Um, we all thought Johnny Manziel had it going on. Uh, a lot of us thought. Um, um, Oh, man, I can't think of the kid's name. Quarterback from Clemson who ended up playing for uh, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, I can't think of that. We all of us thought he had it going on. But money changes things, and it changes people. But um, we'll, we'll still wait and see, and that's, how, that's the attitude all of us have to have with most professional football players, especially when they start out so good. But there is a story that Le'Veon Bell will be back. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I think the Steelers have a bye week coming up, and he's going to come back with the program and play in their next in their next game. You know, um, I applaud you, Le'Veon Bell, for doing what you did because it took something to do what you did. And when everybody's saying, "Hey, come back for the good of the program," and he's saying, "No, I'm staying out for the good of me." And I applaud you for that because so many times we do things for the good of the organization and no one never, no one really says um, we should do what's good for you. And this is a young man that some people call it selfish and I'm going to call it smart. And it was a smart decision by uh, Le'Veon Bell. And if the, and if Pittsburgh, if the Pittsburgh Steelers make it to the playoffs, this year and do anything in the NFL playoffs, it will be because Le'Veon Bell came back to this team and helped them go to the playoffs. So Le'Veon Bell, hey, like I said, man, congratulations uh, for coming back. Congratulations for getting your money. And I'm sure, and, and, and let's pray for a safe season for you. Guys, what's up with these Buffalo Bills? I don't understand this. A lot, a lot of people pick Buffalo to be one of the sorriest teams in the league. Buffalo Bills appear to be hanging in there. 
They're two and four. Um, they lost yesterday, but they only lost by seven points. And they appear to be in almost every game that they've played uh, this season. I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. But I'm but uh, when you still see them playing two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and um, and this kid um, Peterman, they they're still troubling in Buffalo. Because um, yeah, Nate Peterman. Because when you when you two two quarterbacks is like like playing none, and uh, I think they really have to break it down and just play one quarterback. And the Houston Texans, you know, um, hey, Clowney is playing some good football, and when you got J.J. Watts on the other side, that gives you a lot of freedom, and. It doesn't surprise me that the Bills only scored uh, three points. Uh, J.J. Watts is a monster, and Clowney is just—he really is coming to his coming in, coming into his own. I mean, we're really seeing this cat do some things now. I think that's going to help him. I say that, and he had one tackle yesterday, and J.J. Watts had had uh, six tackles yesterday. But hey. Clowney is really doing, I think he's going to be a, a real, real productive player before it's all over. Um, the kid is a freak of nature, and, he, and, he's, and if he can stay healthy, we're going to see something real special from him before this season is over, before his career is over. I'm not saying we'll see him with a yellow jacket on in the Hall of Fame, but I am saying that we will see him um, – playing some really, really, really good football before his career is over. Now, let's talk a little bit about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Jameis Winston came back to the fold. You know, I think this was his first first start. And he looked he looked he looked he looked a little raggedy to be honest with you. Four touchdowns, two interceptions, thirty attempts, thirty completions, forty one attempts. He looked a little. He looked a little, a little shady. I mean, didn't look like he had a real good connection with his, uh, with his team. And I'm, I, I'm pulling for you, Jameis. I really hope you get your act together, um, man. You deserve, you deserve your act together this year by having a good season because that's the only way you're gonna get some of that money from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is to have a good season. Otherwise, they're going to nickel and dime you and nickel and dime you, and it's not going to be worth it. It's going to be a pest, and it's going to be a pain. Don't like, don't make life a pain, Jameis. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UM show on ForceAmerica.com. We'll be back next week with more sports information. 